0: Jeremiah 18, the first four verses, the words which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, "Arise, and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words." Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. That word marred, it was flawed, it was broken, it was damaged. The clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make. Father, as I come to you tonight... You placed this in my heart and my spirit, so I know this is going to be for not just one, for but for several people tonight. We're going to touch some things that's going to be difficult and hard for some of us to face, but God, I pray for your spirit, and I pray for your guidance to help people. There's going to be some folks leave here tonight changed in Jesus' name. Let the church say, amen. amen. You can be seated. I'm going to preach tonight on a subject titled, God Uses Damaged Goods. God Uses Damaged Goods. I'm glad God don't just work with sinless, perfect folk. I'd be left out in the cold. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd be left out, Brother Paul. God uses damaged goods. I wonder how many of us here this evening have ever purchased something and had it shipped to you, and when, to, when, it, when you got it, it was broken or damaged. I would say we all have it one time or the other. We got something, got something in the mail the other day that was all messed up and uh, it's not not usable in the shape that it was. Well, the fact of the matter is that those people who oversee shipping in this country tell us that 1 in 10 of commerce packages that is shipped around this country arrives damaged, 1 in 10. In other words, that equals out to 10% of everything that is shipped in this nation arise damaged. Hallelujah. And we all see the clearance aisles with marked-down goods that have some damage or missing parts, or the occasional scratch and dent sales happen all the time. Amen. But the Spirit of the Lord hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord began to impress upon my heart of all the damaged people that are in the world. Think about that. Come on, let, let's forget about everything else for the next few moments. And God, I promise God is God is going to give me something to share with you that's gonna that's gonna help you tremendously. This world is filled with damaged people you got the homeless, the outcast, the multi-multitudes that are brokenhearted souls who feel like they have less value than somebody else whose life appears perfect in every way. There's people sitting on church pews who don't feel like that they have as much value as somebody else. But I'm going to tell you tonight, church, there's nobody in this house who stands as a value higher than somebody else. Hallelujah. God wants me to speak to somebody tonight who feels like they are damaged goods. Hearts and lives that have been broken by problems, circumstance, and a lot of times, people. Hallelujah. You can be damaged by other people. You can be damaged by your friends. You can be damaged by people in your family. Hallelujah. And you feel like because of that, your value some kind of way is not quite as good as somebody. But God wants everybody to know in this house tonight, God wants you to know that you have worth and value to Him. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. He wants you to know that you've got worth and value to him, and most of the time, the majority of the time, I would say, his best servants are people who started out as damaged goods. <laughs> Hallelujah. That person who's been brokenhearted knows better how the brokenhearted feel. That person who's been an outcast knows how better the outcasts feel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm telling you tonight, the people who who have been damaged in some kind of way, I want you to know that God uses damaged goods. Hallelujah. And God holds you up to a great, you are valuable to God. Don't let the devil ever tell you that you don't have any worth to God or to his kingdom or to this church. Amen. You are highly valuable to God. Hallelujah. Come on, give him a praise. And don't feel like you can't be used by God because of the damages in your life. Because God uses damaged goods. When Jeremiah went down to the potter's house and he watched the potter as he was working the clay, he saw, amen, that the clay in the hand of the potter was marred. It was damaged. It was broken. It had a flaw in it. But the potter didn't throw it away. <laughs> Hallelujah. He remolded it, Brother Paul, into another vessel. He took the damaged goods and he repaired it. He renewed it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That has been, listen, I'm concerned about the lost. I want to see people all saved I do and I believe in evangelism I think it we and we're fixing to start a program around here and we're going to reach out we're going to we're going to do that but I know what God has mainly called me for. And as I look back over my ministry, he's used me more for reaching out to those who have been broken, to those who one time was used by God, but fell away by the way such whatever way. God has used me more for restoration because God uses damaged goods, and he loves people. I'm going to... I'm going to briefly go over some, some ways that people become damaged. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about that briefly. Number one, people get damaged by sin. Sin will damage you. Hallelujah. It has a way to make you think you are feeling good. It has a way to make you think that you are on top. Hallelujah. Alcohol. My, how many people have been deceived by alcohol? They can party, they can forget about this thing, and they can forget about that thing and, and all those things, but that, that, that alcoholic can't see what that alcohol is doing inside. It's damaging their body. Slowly killing them. Sin will damage your life. Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 30. This is what it reads like. Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel. Everyone according to his ways, saith the Lord God. Repent and turn yourselves from all your transgressions so iniquity shall not be your ruin. Damaged by sin, God says. Turn from your transgressions because if you don't, hallelujah, iniquity or sin is going to be your ruin. It's going it's, it's it's to wipe you out, Hallelujah. Like the message that come out this morning, hallelujah, it's, it's going to, oh my Lord, hallelujah, we have got, a man to deal with this issue of sin in our lives. Now listen to me closely. If you are one of those damaged, if you are one of those who's damaging their life, damaging their marriage and even in their body because of sin, you will never begin to heal and be renewed in your life until you take responsibility. Amen. Sin will damage your life. Sin will damage your marriage. Sin will damage relationships. Hallelujah. Sin will damage, amen, your body, even physically. Hallelujah. But I got to tell you tonight, and I got to tell you the truth. Hallelujah. There's first something you got to do. Amen. You are going to have to take responsibility to where you mess up. We're living in a society today that everybody wants to put a finger at somebody else. Yeah. Pastor, I know I'm on these drugs. I'm on this alcohol. Some of them say I'm running from relationship to relationship. But it's not my fault so-and-so did this to me. I'm going to tell you folks, if your life has been damaged by sin, you're going to have to quit trying to blame somebody else and you're going to have to take some responsibility because ultimately, like Brother Thaxton said last night, it is your choice. Hallelujah. Nobody twists your arm. Back years ago, amen, I they used to have that thing and all, all the comedians did it on TV. Uh, uh, anybody remember Flip Wilson, you know, and some of the rest of them? You know, went around. Oh, the devil made me do it. The devil made you. The devil ain't never made you do nothing. Uh, he tempts you. Hallelujah. Amen. He put something in front of you, but you make the choice uh, and you cannot blame nobody but you. I can't blame nobody but Sammy Pruitt. Not my mama, not my father, but me, oh, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Hallelujah. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh, Lord, standing in. Anybody remember that old song? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's been a lot of times in my life that I had to stand up and be a man and take some responsibility and say, yeah, I messed up. Tonight, if your life has been damaged by sin, hallelujah. If if, if you are damaged because of sin in your life, you're going to have to eradicate the cause. You're going to have to eradicate the cause. The Bible says your iniquities have separated you from you and your God. So we are damaged. There's, There's a world of people that's damaged by sin. And that's one reason, and let me tell you, listen, they, they've decided to come against the church. They've decided to, to battle against the church. But don't let the devil get you into a trap to where you look at gay people, amen, with anger. We are here to shine the light of Jesus Christ. Come on. We have got to love all people. Come on. Hallelujah. Listen, God will, Brother Jeff, God will take care of the gay lifestyle just like he'll do the alcoholic or any other sin. Hallelujah. And even though that they they want to come against us and are angry with us and, 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 and battle with us, we got to do what the Bible tells us to do. We gotta turn the other cheek. Hallelujah. We gotta turn the other cheek. So tonight, if your life is damaged by sin, eradicate the sin. Repent of it. God will help you do that. Now, now that I got your attention, let me go a little bit deeper. There's also lives that are damaged by abuse. Or mistreatment, abuse, or mistreatment. Second Samuel chapter thirteen, verses fourteen and fifteen. Howbeit, he would not hearken to her voice, but being stronger than she, she uh, forced her and lay with her. Now, I'm, I told you I was going to get down tight tonight. Then Ammon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love with he loved her. And Ammon said unto her, Arise and be gone. That's a short excerpt from the story of one of King David's sons, a, a son that you don't know as well as Solomon or. Someone, But Ammon was the son of David. And he had a sister by the name of Tamar. And he set up something and planned a wicked scheme against his sister. And actually, she was, to be correct, totally correct, she was his half-sister. But he set up a scheme and a plan, and he forced her and he raped her. Then, he, after, it was, after the deed was done, he despised her and told her to be gone. He placed all the blame upon her. There are many people in the world today who have been damaged by the mistreatment and abuse of others. The statistics that I read for this message was mind-boggling to me about the amount of abuse of women in this nation, not considering all the other nations of the world. I'm dealing with America. And I'm not just talking about today, but going back many, many years. Because this that I'm talking about, abuse by women, and particularly sexual abuse, this is not an end-time thing but this this has been going on for many, many years. The, the reason why we're, we're hearing more about it today is because it was kept more secretly years ago. It was it dealt with so much shame that it was kept under cover, and many, many, many were abused, that uh tried to live with it. Statistics tell us that one out of three women have been or will be abused at some point in their lives. Hallelujah. One out of three. The damage caused by this kind of thing will be baggage that you will carry with you for a lifetime, and it will debilitate the victim to the point to where there cannot be a normal relationship with anyone. It can't be possible. Abuse. There's a lot of kind of abuse. There's a lot of kind of mis- mistreatment. And I know some people try to put on the face, you know, the painted-on face and and, uh, and try to pretend, hey, I'm strong, I can handle it. But I'm going to tell you something. You might be fooling yourself and everybody else, amen, but God sees that thing eating away down inside you like a cancer. Amen. Somewhere years ago, somebody in your family took advantage of you. Somebody mistreated you. Somebody used you in a way that they should not use you. And it's been down there, and it has eaten you like a cancer. And it's been one of the biggest causes. Hallelujah. It's caused more damage in your life. And and I'm going to tell you, there's there's been a few that's come to me. I've counseled some people about this situation. Amen. And I understand a little bit about it. Hallelujah. Folks, let me tell you something. Amen. The devil would do anything to try to bring damage to you. Hallelujah. In your life. Amen. And, and, and it's not abuse. Not, it's as always physical. But I'm going to tell you what. There's a lot of people in a mental abusive situation. That's just as bad. Mental abuse is just as bad. Hallelujah. And there's a lot of people that are hurting down deep inside, there's a lot of people that are failing in their relationships they, they they can't have a good relationship because this is and some people bear it so deep they forget about it. Some people actually forget about it, and because it, it's been so long and they buried it down deep so long and it's eating and it's causing and it's damaging their life, and they don't know why they don't understand But I want you to know tonight, church, God uses damaged goods. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I I want to tell you something tonight. If you've ever been mistreated by somebody, been abused by somebody, any kind of way, let me tell you how to get that taken care of. Let me tell you, and I guarantee you this will work. Number one, open up with it. Open up with it. Confide. Amen. In somebody that you can trust. Hallelujah. Open up with it. Get it out. As long it is in there, it is like it is like a splinter. It's just gonna fester and it's gonna fester and it's gonna fester. Hallelujah. This is this is a strictly pastoral message tonight. Amen. God placed it upon my heart, and oh, all I can do is lay it out there, open, open up with it. Go to God, talk to God about it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, open up with it. Then number two, after you open up with it, give it to Jesus. Give it to the Lord. Say, Lord, I've carried this around so long. Nobody, this one don't know about it. My husband don't know about it. My wife don't know about it. Whatever. Amen. Give it to Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. We got some strong people in our congregation. And uh one in particular and I'm I'm not I'm not going to call her name, but I know her testimony well and she's talked to me and she wrote down a long letter and gave me some time. But, and she told me how she was able to do this. And it's a third thing that you've got to do if you've ever been mistreated by somebody, if somebody's ever done you wrong. And, and I'm not talking just about sexually. I'm talking about any kind of way, mental abuse or whatever. After you open up with it, after you give it to Jesus, the most important thing is you've got to forgive the abuser. Now, this is not a shouting message tonight, but this is very needful in this hour. Yeah, I'm to call you. I tell you, i must tell you. Yeah, I'm to call you. I tell you, you got to forgive the abuser. The one sister told me I didn't know how in the world I could do it, but she said, finally, she did. And, and then after it was over with, it wasn't long that that person, she heard that person passed away. She was so glad she did what she did. Folks, I guess everybody's been mistreated in one way or the other. Talked about behind your back. I I can still remember the first time I was lied on. And, man, it blew me away, you know. Lord to God, I mean it just simply blew me away Oh, Lord why in the world i couldn't i didn't i didn't understand that uh, I, I, it just it just blew me away, but you know it's so easy to uh, harbor animosity in your heart and when somebody listen the issue is not who is in the right and the wrong. The issue is you getting healed. If there's somebody in in this life that's abused you and you keep holding on to that, you know what you're doing? You're letting that abuser to live in your mind rent free. You're still allowing them to abuse you mentally. Hey, that person, amen, don't deserve the, hard, the the hardship and the pain it's causing you. And if that person has mistreated you and done you wrong, don't let that person be the cause of your ultimate downfall and cause you to be lost. Because Jesus says, if we're not able to forgive people, God will not forgive us. I'm not talking about, I know I'm not talking about something that's easy to do. It's difficult. It's hard. Hallelujah. But Jesus will give you the strength. The Holy Ghost will give you the power. And it will make you free. It will make you free. You will not be helped in bondage by that no more so. There are those that's been damaged. By mistreatment and abuse. Hallelujah. Thirdly and finally, I'm going to wrap this up at this, but we, we are damaged by wrong choices that we make in life. Hallelujah. I mentioned this briefly the other night. I think it was Wednesday night don't remember exactly, but I believe it was Wednesday night. But I'm going to carry you to Genesis chapter 13, verse 8 through 12. And we're going to see a good example of a man who made some bad choices that put him in some very bad situations. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and your herdmen. For we are brethren, we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray, from me. If thou wilt, take the left, and I will go to the right. Or if you depart to the right, I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes. Now listen to this close. Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even in the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as outcometh the Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves from one, uh, one from the other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. Now we all know Sodom and Gomorrah to be recorded as some of the wickedest two cities in all the Bible. And we understand the sin of Sodom. We understand we're dealing with that in the world today, and so I'm not going to get into that. But this is what I want to share with you tonight. Sometimes the choices that we make can get us in a world of problems. Sometimes the choices that we make can cause a whole lot of damage in our lives. I'm a firm believer that we are victims of our own delusions. Let me repeat that. I'm a firm believer that we are victims of our own delusions. We cause the majority of our own dilemmas in life. Choices that, listen, let me give you an example for me. I was raised up basically as the only child, even though I had a brother and sister. I came along after my brother and sister was grown, and my brother had done married and left home, and, uh, and my sister uh, 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 was, was up there about, about 14 to 15-year-old, and, uh, and she married and left home when I was around 4-year-old. And so I, I basically lived as an only child. And uh, uh, <laughs> Darlene would love to be here right now. I'm telling you. But I, but I tell you, because of that situation, and my, and my mom and dad were older by that time. I was a, what my mama called a change of life baby. I mean, my my dad was 54 years old uh, when I was born. And uh, and so here I here I come 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 along. And man, I was treated fine. Like I said, if you anybody tells us, darling, about this, I will deny it. But I, but I'll say it right now. Oh Lord, it's been recorded. Oh Lord. Basically, I was spoiled. I had anything I wanted. Uh, the last child, and Daddy, by that time, he had done. You know, he had done been working for the railroad for forty something years, and uh, you know, I mean, so I mean, if I if I saw something I wanted, I ask him. Most of the time, I got it and everything. I was I was pretty well spoiled. But I'm gonna tell you something. It messed me up quick once I left home and got out on my own. Because I took that because for, for all those those first seventeen seventeen years, if I saw something, I got it. And after after I got after we got married, you know, I made some bad financial choices. We would go out and see something. If I saw it, I bought it, and most of the time on time. Because hey, there was no such thing as self-service gas station back then, and I was I was pumping gas at a Chevron service station when Sister Dolly and I got married, and I was making the grand total of a dollar and eighty cents an hour. So, you know. Our, our our starting out was 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 modest and all and all that say the least, but I got this bad habit. That when I when I saw something, you know, I'd go ahead and get it. Well, you know, I you know I five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, and you can hang it. But I'm gonna tell you something. All of those little purchases like that add up fast. And I made I made some choices in that those early days. That hurt me and hurt my family for years that took us to get out of it. To where I finally begin to get some sense. To realize, amen, number one, you don't need everything you see. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And most of, most of the time, I have found out that if you ain't got the money in your bill to pay for it, you don't need it. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know what? Those choices, I was, I, I, I was a child of God. I was Holy Ghost-filled. I, I, I was evangelist. we would everywhere and traveled, have it and preached, amen. And, and I, I, give, I, I give to the Lord and all that stuff. But I, no matter how much I give to the Lord, no matter how much I work for the God, as my, the term my daddy always said, I always had my nose to the grindstone. And the reason for that, it wasn't God wasn't trying to bless me is I was making too many dumb choices. Basically stating I wasn't managing my money right. Hey, you can, I'm going to tell you something now. People talk about giving 10, but you can give 20% and you can still live like a pauper if you make bad financial decisions. Is that right, Brother Bobby? Hallelujah. There's a lot of things that God can fix, but most of the time he has a hard time fixing stupid Hello, somebody. Glory to God. So now here Lot was. Let's get back to Lot. Here Lot was. He made a choice. Him and Abraham was both had cattle. They was both herdsmen. And when Abraham, of course he wasn't Abraham at the time, when Abraham, Amen says, look, we're we I'm growing too much and you're growing too much. The cattle that you got and the cattle that I got, the land that we had, it's just too much to hold it all. And our herdsmen are arguing. They're fighting. There's something going on. We're brethren. We shouldn't be fighting. Amen. There's a message right there. God's people hallelujah today, we shouldn't be fighting one another. Hallelujah. We got the devil trying to come against us and kill us and destroy us and take us out. We need to be united more today than what we have ever been. I appreciate last night so much because we had a meeting. There were there were three or four different kinds of apostolic organizations present last night. Hallelujah. And every one of the ministers that got up and talked, talking about, you know, it's time to tear down the walls. We need to tear down the walls. Somebody believes in repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name and, and, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. We need to consider my brother and our sister in God. Hallelujah. Amen. Time is short, we don't need to be done. But Lot got greedy. He looked down and seen all the land of Jordan down there, how it was well watered. He thought within himself, Oh, man, think of the empire that I can have if I move all my herds down there. That was that was the motive. Of the choice that he took. And the Bible said he pitched his tent toward Sodom. And Sodom was wicked before he got there. It didn't get messed up after he got there. He chose to go there and put himself and his family, amen, in that kind of condition. He chose to sacrifice his family on the altar of materialism. making money is not everything having wealth is not everything having a big portfolio is not everything or for um, your children and your family is more important to you than all that stuff there's a lot of people in the house of god today that need we're talking about shaking chains off we need to shake off some of this stuff that we're Some people in the church, it's got more hands and more things going on trying to make money, and they can't do nothing for God. God says, shake some things off. The choice that Lot made cost him about everything, it cost him his wife. It cost him other family hallelujah we know there was two daughters came out with him but they had to be children left there because the Bible talked about him going to his sons-in-laws you remember that so that let me know there was some children already married so he lost some family in that situation because of the choice that he made a long time ago. Damaged by wrong choices. Church, the choices that we made in our careers, in our entertainment, in our marriage partners. Hallelujah. More people get in trouble of that. Hallelujah. God could have a, a, a destiny for you, a calling on your life, and the person that you decide to hook up with could damage things so bad it could hinder God from ever using you the way he wants to use you. It's important. These things are important. Choices that you make in your career, in your entertainment, in your marriage partners, the choices you make in friends can be the cause of all sorts of damage in your life. Hallelujah. I know people spending time behind bars right now because of the choice they had in a friend, and they just happened to be with a friend, riding with them in a friend's car when the car was pulled over, and they didn't know, they didn't have a clue that their friend had drugs in the trunk of the car. But guess what? They were taken down, too, as an accessory. Hallelujah. Now, in conclusion and winding this up and sister darling is not here tonight but i had uh, chris to find that song and we're going to we're going to play it on the screen as we open up the altar but i want you to listen give me about 3 to 5 more minutes if there's anybody here tonight has a feeling that hey i'm damaged goods there's some things that you said tonight preacher that hit pretty close home to me i I'm damaged by abuse, by mistreatment of somebody. I have trouble reaching out in love. I am having trouble with relationships. And uh, nobody, nobody knows some of the things that's going on down inside me. I've never told nobody. I've been holding on to it too long. I want you to know tonight that God knows and he sees the value in your life. He sees the value in your life. And I covered some things, how we get damaged, but listen to me, church. It doesn't matter at this point how, who, or why you were damaged. That don't matter no more. The fact is you were damaged. You feel less value because you feel like you're damaged goods. What matters is God uses damaged goods. God takes the time with heartbroken people. He won't throw the marred clay away. He will repair, renew, to make you feel alive again. How long has it been since you really felt alive? Jesus says, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He will repair and renew and make you feel alive again. Will you allow Jesus to mend your broken, messed up life tonight? Will you let Him wipe the slate clean and you start afresh and anew tonight? Have you got any hurt down deep inside? Is there any anger down deep inside? Is there any resentment about someone who damaged you a long time ago? Come on, get rid of it now. Let forgiveness heal the wounds in your heart. Let's all stand. Lord Lord I've struggled with this word tonight but this message has come down real deep in my from real deep in my heart Lord You said the husband must first be partaker of the fruit and leaders Lord must lead by example and keeping that in mind in this prayer I'm praying Lord you know Lord that many years ago when I was a kid somebody I loved somebody I trusted abused me I've never told anybody but you, God. So I know about this, Lord. I know about it. I know that. And Lord, I know that there's a world full of people that's been mistreated, that's been hurt. You, the healer, you can use. God damaged goods so God I've done I know not not my best but I've done what I could tonight but I do believe somebody needed to hear this and as we open up the altars I'm asking God that you will give some folks a little nudge nobody will come Asking them anything, you just allow them to come and kneel. Let them open up to you first. And if they want to open up to anybody else later, we can work that out. But God, just let everybody know here tonight that they have value. And you can use damaged goods. In Jesus' name, let the church say